My name is Matthew, and I'm the host for today. I'm, I've been joined by uh, my colleagues. I am Ellie, um, I love football, and I'm happy to be on the show again. Thank you very much, Matthew. Sure, and then? Well, I'm Herman. I'm also an, uh, a football enthusiast. I love football. I'm a Black Stars fan. <laughs> and I can't wait to get into the discussion. Superb, superb, superb. So, guys, you know, we have a lot of actually happening. A lot of action happening over the weekend and during the week. So we'll look into that. But I want to appreciate our, our fans, people who have been putting their comments. We appreciate, keep them coming, keep your thoughts coming, keep your suggestions coming, keep your predictions coming. We'll read all of them as the program goes on. Okay, so guys, um, without missing much words, I would like to finalize your intro about how the AFCON is going for you so far. We've seen that. Um, quarterfinal pairings, matches, we've seen the semi-final matches. What, what are your thoughts? Let me start with Herman. All right, my thoughts are basic, basically that I went the quarterfinal matches and it was full action, end-to-end, everyone going for the win. And it was beautiful. I mean, yeah. obviously, like Prophet Ellie mentioned, okay. there will be penalty shootouts and there were penalty shootouts. Yeah. I was... You know, that's the thing about football. The one who plays well tends to miss the penalty. And I think Bailey, I mean, I'm talking about the Cote d'Ivoire-Egypt match. Bailey was overconfident. I don't know what he tried, whether he wanted to try on looking penalty shootout. I mean, it was all sort of, I was sad for them because they played really well. That game deserved a goal. But if you're against the Carlos Cruz team, sure, they defended well. And I mean, they came through today. They they did well in the semi-final too. So all in all, they did well in the. So that's the round of sixteen, the quarterfinal. They did very well. Mm-hmm. So all in all, I mean, the quarterfinal matches and the parents were superb. I watched it all through. I through each of them. I was sad for the Gambia, oh. Equatorial Guinea. I wasn't sad for them because I think I mean Senegal were consistent. Mm-hmm. But all through the tactical. Tactically astute coaches are coming out and now mm. we are seeing, we are separating the, the boys from the men. Mm. Wow. In- interesting. Interesting, Herman, that you mentioned how tactically astute some of the coaches have been so far. And I particularly paid attention to what the Egyptians were able to come up with against um, what was the opposition defeat, the Moroccans. I, I felt that the Egyptians did not take, they, they were quite, um, I don't want to call it defensive, but cautious. They didn't want to be stayed in the game so as long as they could. And when they, the chances came, they took them. Um, Ellie, what, what, do you, what do you make of um, the tournament thus far? Quarterfinals, semifinals, what do you make of it? All right, so for the quarterfinals, I really don't have it as a surprise that Cameroon went through. Um, so I won't touch on that one so much. But my biggest shock really is that the Cartage Eagles fell by a lone goal by the Stallions, who are led very well by Kamu Malo, and it also has his son being in the team. 
And in that game, you saw El- Elise Shakri um, having his worst game in the competition. Also, Aisa Landuni tried so hard to make things happen, but was constantly let down when he was creating chance after chance for his strikers. Also, Wabi Kazri, um, even though he did have a good performance by creating two very good chances for his teammates, um, the team let him down. And Tunisia as a whole didn't reach their minimum goal, which they said earlier was to at least reach the semi-final. And their best game, one of their best games, actually came when they used their second stream strength side, when half their team had been hit by COVID. Mm-hmm. So you start to wonder if perhaps their second mm-hmm. string side is even better than their first string side. But I think in the quarterfinals, Tunisia mm-hmm. were the biggest letdown of it. Ellie, I mean, talking about Tunisia, right? I just wanted to chip in that I remember Tunisia so well when they hosted the uh, 2004, right? Yeah, yeah, that one I remember. They beat Morocco 2 1. I remember mm-hmm. Jaziri and I think Dos Santos, mm-hmm. right? And I think they were led by Raidi Jadi. You know, again, since that time, they've always been trying and they are not getting there. And I won the match against Burkina. Listen, the Burkina Bays are tough. Mm. And uh, you see, I think with our first uh, our first episode, I think I tipped them. Eh? Mm. And I was just thinking, oh, Gustavo Sangari. And I saw, you know, there are six, three. I, I was just shocked. Players with bas- uh, basketball players stature, and they were running like football players. And I'm just shocked. You know, defensively, they were organized. So, like you were saying, the Tunisians came into the game, but I think it was a bit too late. Yeah. And I think the Burkina Bays did very, very well. And again, as you mentioned, Malo went on to bench his own son. And the thing worked. The 19-year-old kid, I think, came on to score for them. And they, they, he even got a red card. You yeah. Know? So, the Wakita Bays have everything going for them. Though, Traori wasn't in the mm. game and everything. They are still winning. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't have your star, man, but you have you a have good team. Yeah. I, I actually agree with you guys because I feel the Burkina Bays were quite solid. I, I, I think they are one of the teams that are, that people are not really looking at them, but I feel even their match against Cameroon, Cameroon just got a refereeing decision on their side. That's how Cameroon looks like. Um, they lost their face. But I think they are they are one of the most consistent sides. They are keeping it simple. They are keeping their midfield tight. They are keeping the offense tight. I was very disappointed in the guy who scored the goals elbow to the, um, the Tunisian player. I think that was that was uncalled for. He shouldn't have done that. But all you know, I yeah. think the Burkina Bays, like they have really come to show their metal. I'm also... Um, me in particular, I'm, I'm particularly impressed with um, uh, Morocco um, because um, they tried, they tried, they tried against the Egyptians, <laughs> but they just, they just could not hold the metal. What this also means is every single team in Group C has been knocked out. You know, there are some groups that have even two representatives, like Group A, which has Cameroon and then uh, Burkina Faso so in the in the in the tournament for Group C, which had Ghana, Comoros. Morocco, we have all, in fact, they have all been knocked out today. And it's it's amazing that Morocco, they, it looks like they are always, they are, they are near the glory, but they don't really seem to get to, yeah. you know. And I think the last time they actually had a glory in this Afghan was in the, in the year 90s and close to 40 years, more than even Ghana. And they are, they are near, they almost want to get there. And then it's like they don't really get there. So what, what do you think about the Herman? 
Okay, so I mean, Matthew, today, again, you know, from the start, I told you Carlos Cruz, Carlos Cruz. You thought, you see, they are picking. Yeah. Did you yeah. see? Listen, I think sometimes eh, in football, you want a goal early. But I think the case of Morocco in the, this quarterfinal game was that they scored early. You see, after they scored, they couldn't put together one attack. It, it made the Egyptians turn on their game and they were just coming, coming, coming. Listen, the goal was more than coming. Today, I was just surprised at something. And again, top marks to Carlos mm-hmm. Cruz. Do you know what mm-hmm. he did? He put two left backs in the game just mm-hmm. to nullify Ashraf Hakimi. He brought on two left backs and I was watching it. After the penalty, Ashraf was off. He And listen, the game was feisty. You could mm-hmm. this game and thanks to the referee for not giving a red card. He understood oh. the African football yeah. in that it's an African baby. They will be, I mean, doing throwing their hands, faces in faces. Yes, I mean tackles flowing. And today I, I, I was just sad because Roman size, their captain. Mm-hmm. I don't know how come he didn't try even putting in a foot when the Salah's second cross came in. And mm-hmm. I mean, all you know, I, I think know. I like Aguet. Aguet did well. Great, guys. I mean, interesting submissions. Um, so, but before we move on to our next question, I'd really like to know, do you guys think Cameroon stand a chance of winning this? Now, because looking at this tournament, I think the last time anyone hosted and won it was in 2000, which was done by the Egyptians. Right, and then the last before that was 2004, which was done by the Tunisians, and before that was 1996. Uh, it, it's, it's looking like far fetched, but do you think the Cameroonians can 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 hold their metal and and win this? Just just a simple. I, I, I leave this to Prophet Eli because he's been he's been championing <laughs> the course of the Cameroonians. Yeah, yeah, the but, yeah. But 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 I mean before. Octopus early or Prophet early comes through. I want to throw in my submission that mm-hmm. with how the games are going, I think it's too tough for Cameroon to win it. You know, the Cameroonians, they've been dubious. I mean, I will not say anything to that because I don't have evidence, but I'll just, I mean, I saw some statistics. Anyway, this is not backed by anything. It's, yeah, yeah. dubious in the sense that they've been coming down from goals and winning. That's all I'll leave it at. Yeah. If you understand what I do, yeah. just expect that way. But anyway, yeah, I'll just say I think it's a seven final and it's an Afcon. Any team that is there has a chance. Yeah, they, they, but I yeah. feel the engine has turned on for the Egyptians, and with them, when they smell blood, they go for it. We also today what they did, mm-hmm. and with Morocco out, it's only Senegal that has a better chance of because look at Comoros even turning up the heat against Cameroon. So all in you know, it's a different ball game altogether. But with all the four teams there, everybody has a chance. I think the least of them, the least of them, I think will be Cameroon. Okay. Octopus, well, you can fly now. That's, 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 a, that's an interesting submission. So let, oh, me, you let, can me just, yeah. let me just mention the teams that are in the semi-final once again, just to give them a picture. So we have Burkina Faso versus Senegal. And then uh, Cameroon mm-hmm. versus Egypt. So, Mr. Eli, yeah, your, your, your thoughts on on the on the semi final? Okay. Your All right. So, um, Burkina Faso facing Senegal. These teams are relatively of the same strength. 
they've both drawn seven games. One as um, Burkina Faso has won twice and then lost three times against um, Senegal. And I really do think that um, Senegal is going to have it hard against Burkina Faso. And if I were to pick one, I won't pick Senegal to go into the final. I'll actually say Burkina Faso would edge it because they're relatively usually same strength, same build, both play the hard sort of football. And I think Burkina Faso, just like Senegal, really, really, really want to win the AFCON for the first time. And they've been knocking on on the door for hard for so long. And they also want to um, do a revenge. So I am actually looking at a Burkina Faso Cameroon final. And um, that's what I'm tipping. Um, And I'm thinking we'll have another surprise in that semi-final when Burkina Faso face Senegal. And um, yes, it's true. Cameroon mm. are doing well. And I think Cameroon might actually go into the final, but um, well, and perhaps they can they can win it. But uh, anyway, we live to see it. The host and win agenda seems to be going on fairly well for the host. Matthew, yeah. Super I think I, I like the way Octopus early has been swimming and putting his head on the chopping block. You know, he came, I think the last round, he was very, very safe by saying penalty in Cameroon to go through. I think this time around, again, he says Cameroon. But in my opinion, these are my picks. I think Egypt will get to the final. I think Egypt will win it. I think Salah will have a hand in the goal. Yes. Wow. I think they'll win the final by two goes to one or something. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's interesting. And you know, just let me let me just do some small piggyback on um, the semi-final pairing. I think between Burkina Faso and Senegal, I think the last time the two teams met, they was a two-two draw, and before that two-two draw, it was a zero-zero draw. So I'm seeing um, something like a penalty um, shootout written all over this match, and then between Cameroon and Egypt, you know this. They, they, they seem to have this let's get there, let's go away. But I, I think the last time, I, I if I'm trying to recall, it was a 2-1 victory for um, Cameroon. I think 2007. Yeah, I think it was on the 5th of September. Yeah, and then Cameroon narrowly edged out with Nkulu and then Vicente Abubakar. Well, um, for me, uh, I would say um, yeah, I think I think all of you are right. You are right in the sense that you are you're both looking at um, Burkina Faso, which is which is which is fair because they have shown in fact everything they really deserves to be there. They have played their way with whether be it compact attacking, whether being defensive, whether being strategic, everyone has has, has done their job. So I, I would probably say maybe the first round, maybe Burkina would slightly edge it over Senegal. And uh, I think I think the host and win thing will probably come to the four against Egypt. So I'm I'm, I'm choosing Cameroon. Edit slightly over over Egypt. Okay, so guys, um, I, I want your I want your order of who would win, who would be second, who would be third, and who would be the fourth place team in this tournament, right? So, Ellie, do you, do you want to start? So, like Herman said, I'm putting my head on the chopping block. Mm. 
I think this will be a very successful host and win agenda for Cameroon. So they'll win it, followed by Burkina Faso. And Egypt would um, claim third spots in, uh, yes, in, in a bid to yes, um, prepare somewhat for the um, playoffs. So Cameroon, Burkina Faso, Egypt for me. Okay. What, what you're saying is Cameroon would meet Egypt, um, sorry, Senegal would meet Egypt in the third place playoffs and meet them in the World Cup qualifiers as well. That's, that's going to be interesting. You have to meet a team like four times in the space of like a month or so. Yeah, Herman, what, what's your thoughts? All, All right, right. Straight, straight my thoughts. I think mm-hmm. the final is going to be, um, I think Cameroon will not go to the final. Mm-hmm. And I think Egypt will be in the final. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, and I think Egypt will win it. So that that's my, for me, I'll, I'll just play it safe. Egypt to win, Cameroon not go to the final. Just those two picks. <laughs> okay, okay. Those those are those are quite interesting. Um. Okay. So my 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 thoughts. Well, it's it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I, I think I think um, Cameroon and Senegal would would make the final where Senegal would exit. Cameroon would come second, and then the Egyptians will have their way against the Burkina Bays in the third place playoff, and then beat them. So that's that's my pick. That's that's my pick. I'm picking Senegal to win this. Okay, guys. Um, so you know, Eli just made some allusion to Senegal um having a, a third place playoff with Egypt. And that would, you know, be more or less the same thing as a World Cup qualifier. So let's zoom into that area for a while. Let me just give us some um, the lineups for the World Cup qualifier, right? Because that also feeds into the African game post the tournament. So let me give you the lineups. So it's going to be Egypt versus Senegal, Cameroon versus Algeria, Ghana versus Nigeria, DR Congo versus Morocco, Mali versus Tunisia. So um, I don't know if any of you would like to pick on the, the tie that is mouth-watering for you and give us some insight on what you're expecting in that tie, at least for the World Cup qualifiers. Great. Uh, I think I'll go first because I want to pick my my team I support. So I want to go <laughs> the Ghana, Ghana, Nigeria, Nigeria, Ghana. I'm the, the doing level, that because it's in favor. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people say uh, we are rivals, but I think the rivals, the rivalry transcends not just in football, but in us being neighbors, in us having, I mean, contact and connections since day one mm-hmm. so i mean i've been following ghana nigeria for a while mm-hmm. you know uh, when we went to egypt i think that's 2006 they beat us by a tie tao free kick mm-hmm. from there we came down to i think we played in london where we beat them mm-hmm. then yeah. we came again to the camp 2008 where Junior Agogo and Michael with a pitch of a header. Yeah. And Junior Agogo with a tapping mm. from a Sulemutari Kadzvak. Mm, mm, That's mm. one of my best days, you know. <laughs> and all through, it's been good. I think the Nigerian team is more talented now. The great thing is that both of us don't have coaches as of now. So we are all going to regroup because their coach resigned after. But with the 
they set they have uh, i think the edge it's in terms of talent now because yeah. even with this african cup showing some of their players did not come Imanol mm-hmm. Dennis, yeah. victor did not come and i mean victor is one of the top strikers in the world now doing yeah, it all yeah. yeah for napoli so for me it's going to be key battles, but that's the thing. When it comes to Ghana, Nigeria, form goes out of the window. When they came mm-hmm. down to Ghana here in 2008, they had the and the others. But mm-hmm. I mean, what happened? We were even down by a red card, Jomensa. We still show them what it is. So that no, much, we, we have to go to Kumase, but it's going to be a mouth-watering match. I can tell mm-hmm. you that by that time, each of us will have our coaches. And it's national team football. I'm sure each of us will be turned up and I mean, the form previous matches will go out of the window. Trust it to be a very good draw. But again, great or unfortunately, great because in Wobi will miss it. Yeah, but unfortunately for us, the day is missing it. Yeah, you will so, be missing it. Wow. Yeah, so all yeah. in all, both have... I wouldn't say in Wobi is a key player for them because even with Afcon, he didn't start some matches. Yeah, yeah. But true. with us, the day is our captain. That's why it's unfortunate. But I mean, all in all, I expect it to be a kid. Well, my Ghana bias will show I'm tipping Ghana to make it because I think that by the time we have, you know, with Ghana Black Star, we have good players, and with every national team, all you need is a coach with, who is organized and structured. There's been some names, and even on our Twitter page, we posted Chris Hutin is in that was an exclusive. So if you have Chris Hilton in, who is, a, I'll say, a Carlos Cruz threat sort of coach, sit back, hit you on the counter. He doesn't play expansive fullbacks and all. Rest assured, Tre, Pate, Pencil, they'll be running hard. And for him, he'll give them clear instructions. I'm not saying our previous coach did not do that, but you also it. Our possession wasn't progressive enough. Trust him yeah, to yeah. give clear instructions right. and trust Ghana to come out on top. I don't know who Nigeria will go for because Augustine was one coach who had been, he was their technical director before they brought him on as coach. So I, I don't know who they'll go for, but I mean, Ghana is ahead now in the situation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Herman. Ellie, what, what are your thoughts? Which team, which match up are you looking at for the World Cup qualifiers, Afghan region? I'm looking forward to Morocco and they are Congo. They have one win each and one loss. Morocco, although are miles ahead in the FIFA ranking, Morocco are 28, while they are Congo are 64. We just saw Morocco in this AFCON, even though they crashed out at the quarterfinal stage. 24th March and 28th March 2022, I believe Morocco are going to do the business. Morocco, um, sorry, uh, DR Congo, interesting enough, failed to qualify for this Afghan competition because um, they had to meet Gabon and the Gambia. And I think it's not so bad seeing how these teams have both performed. And DR Congo should be looking to the likes of Cedric Bakambu of Marcel to turn on the heat if they should have any chance of going through. And let me say something a little bit more on Morocco. Morocco would love the chance to return back to the World Cup, which they just went to four years ago. And their coach has a pedigree in Africa. Their coach has a knack of qualifying for the World Cup. Interesting enough, he 
first came to Africa in 1997 when he led Raja Casablanca to win the 1997 CAF Champions League and then have helped them win the 97-98 Moroccan Championship. That really started to raise his profile in Africa. He then led Ivory Coast to the 2010 World Cup, even though he was sacked before the actual World Cup because they didn't do so well in the AFCON, similar to what has happened to Morocco. And in 2014, he helped Algeria to their best ever performance in the World Cup when he helped them qualify for the World Cup in Brazil and they only went out to the round of 16 to the eventual winners, Germany. So I'm really, really tipping Morocco to do the business over the Congo on 24th and 28th March uh, 2022. Thank you very much, uh, Matthew. Wow, wow. Interesting, interesting. So um, I, I would, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually torn between two. Because I, I think for one, we have um, arguably two of the best playing African exports abroad currently which is um, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane, one of them would not be able to make it to this um, coming World Cup, uh, Qatar 2022. So for me, it's 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 a headliner because, um, and they are both from Liverpool. So one of them would not make it to the World Cup. And I'm sure the internal rivalry already between Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane will continue throughout this uh, competition. So I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing that stick out because of the two players involved and the two countries involved. Um, but I'm actually favoring um, ties between um, Cameroon and Algeria. And here's simply the case. Algeria have been knocked out of the first round in the AFCON. They are wounded, right? They are, they are wounded lions. So I'm sure they will definitely want to come back and come back with a bang during these World Cup qualifiers. And I, knowing their pedigree, knowing that they are defending champions of Africa, you won't put it past them to come back growing and stronger, right? With the likes of uh, Yusef Belayli, Riyad Mahrez, hoping to make something happen, especially after um, their disappointing um, campaign during this afternoon. They were asked and they said they are coming back stronger during the World Cup qualifiers. So you can, you can just imagine, you can just imagine that it's going to be a much that people would really have to keep an eye on. Because um, Cameroon, you know, Cameroon, they are still in the tournaments. They are the host. They have this thing going for them. And Cameroon have had a, a superb, superb qualifying series. But for the match, they went to Ivory Coast and they, they lost during their World Cup qualifiers. I think they, they, have been, they have been very solid in that they hardly lose at home. So that could go in their favor when they are playing against Algeria, because they, they were probably, um, it's going to be a done deal, signed and sealed, that they are home, they are not going to lose. Away would probably be the decider. And the Algerians have proven that at their home, they are not they are not the strongest as well. Because if you look at one of their last matches against even Burkina Faso, Burkina went there and they took a draw. It's an impressive out, outing on that day, during the same World Cup qualifier. So... I'm seeing that match as a match which um, is going to take something little to decide the tie. Being that the two of them, the two teams are quite good, they are quite superb, and uh, they are both in for the kill. And don't forget, Cameroon stand a chance of winning the AFCON. So if Cameroon do win the AFCON, will be defending champions 
versus current champions, and it's going to be a match. It's going to be a cracker. And you know, I think just looking at their previous stats, Cameroon last met um, Algeria in 2017, and the Cameroonians won in their home 2-0, which goes to tell you that Cameroonians are very. Um, I don't know whether they are headstrong in keeping their home a safe zone for them with their home fans and you know everything. So it, it looks good. It looks like a good encounter. And uh, let's let's see. let's see who who takes that. But you know, like Matthew, like you're mentioning, right? I think Algeria weren't that strong at their home because they were trying to get their unbeaten run across the line. Yeah. But all in all, now that it's over, I think it's gun blazing and they they, they are looking for blood. Yeah. I think Cameroon in Yaoundé or even uh, Garua, it's not an easy tax. You can ask the Ivorians. Okay. They faced it at the at the first round of the qualifiers. So I mean, like you're saying, it's it's a feisty and testy battle that we are looking up to. So me, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to enjoy it. Since I know Black Star will deliver the rest, I will enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm also I'm also ready for this, but because don't forget Algerians, they are still the defending Arab champions. They are still the defending Cup of Nations, African Cup of Nations champions. So they they they, they have the pedigree. Maybe when it comes to making the decider in this finality of tournament. So maybe who knows? It will come in their favor. But let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um so um guys we've had we've had a fantastic day. I don't know if um maybe Ellie would like to sign off for us. Ellie. All right. So maybe I would like to give my final thoughts before signing off. Um I, yes. I believe that the even though the AFCON is winding down, I'm glad that um we, should, we have been able to report it on this show so far. And the expanded competition to 24 teams has made it such that we've been able to have minus, minus uh, or countries that really don't have a big footballing history and um, play against bigger nations. And there have been some really good stories that have come up. Some of the surprise packages I'd uh, like to drop my hat to uh, Sierra Leone, the Gambia, and Equatorial Guinea. Yeah. And those are all very good stories that um, all these nations and, and us can be happy that we all saw. In the end, there's only going to be one champion. And I'm looking forward to the redemption stories that are also going to happen in the playoffs because some nations bowed out unceremoniously. There was Ghana, there was Nigeria. Only one of those teams is going to have a good story at the end of March. And there are other nations that some that couldn't even join the competition. And... Um, mm. I think that will be maybe one one of my final thoughts. But I don't know if maybe Herman wants to add anything before we bow out. Right, like you said, I mean, for me, I I enjoy teams that don't concede goals. So I've been a fan of Egypt from the onset. I've been a fan of Senegal from the onset. And the key thing about Senegal, you know, my teams that I've been picking, that I've been saying they've been doing well, I picked Cameroon. I think they were doing well because they were coming back from a go-down to win matches. I picked Mm -hmm. Egypt because up till today, I think they are just considered two. I mean, today they've just considered two. The first one against Nigeria and this one they considered against Morocco. So again... Mm -hmm they stay back, they close the, the back and attack well. Then my other team will be Senegal, being that even on their bad days, they don't lose. You have to take good notice of teams like this because 
they can get things working quickly. So Cameroon, uh, Egypt, Senegal, my thoughts about the tournament is that the coaches who have been defensively, who have been very organized, closing down the spaces well, are doing well. And it's there for everyone to see. The ones who were gango, oh, we are scoring for, we are happy. <laughs> one person gives them one and they're out. And now they are seeing Nigeria, they carry over their last, I guess. I mean, it's the same. So all the same, I mean, I'm also glad that we've been able to report, we've been able to come up with great episodes for our listeners. I mean, we just encourage them to keep sending their suggestions, their show uh, takes, what they want us to talk about. And we are always here for them. So all through good feedback, good tournament, and I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Perfect, 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 Hemon. So maybe let me just also have add my final thoughts. Um, I think the, the tournament has been great so far. Um, the teams are, are, I mean, the tournament has already shipped up. I mean, it's looking, it's looking very tight. It's, it's very difficult to call us. Um, we have all realized that you, it's very difficult, but we all had to place our legs on the chopping block and make some decisions. But it's very difficult to call, which shows you the quality of the African game. It tells you that all the teams are evenly distributed across a certain sphere and anyone can turn up and win any match at any time and end up being a champion. So all the best to the teams that are in the top four right now in the semi-final. More grace to the Ayobos and let's see what happens. And then for the team that have bowed out, commiserations to them. Hopefully those that bow out and they are on their way to the World Cup qualify. Wish them the best too. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So, Mr. Eli. Yes. Um, thank you, Herman and Matthew, for um, your, your time on the show. And thank you to our lovely listeners for staying, for listening to us. Please send in your suggestions and comments. And until later, like Herman always says, we are out. Take it in, but don't look down. I'm on top of the world. Hey, I'm on top of the world.